In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As I said at the introduction, Joseph is my hero of the whole story of Christmas with Mary and angels and shepherds and all of the characters. For me, Joseph is my hero. You know, it's hard for us, really, well, I'll make it personal, it's hard for me, to really understand all that went on in those months leading up to the birth and then the birth itself. For us, Christmas is really kind of romanticized. Just a single little town of Bethlehem is kind of romantic. It's lovely. It warms our heart. To be here last week with the choir and the handbells and the music of Christmas, it's romantic. And it's exciting and it's beautiful and it touches our hearts. When I put up the lights outside our house and decorated the house for Christmas and I put my three manger scenes outside and my wife set up her hundred manger scenes and angels in the house, our house is kind of romantic this time of the year. It's, it, there's something special and it warms our heart and in the midst of all that goes on we really need that kind of romanticism. But think about it for a minute from Joseph's point of view. Joseph we know was older than Mary. He was older because the, the, the tradition or even the law of that day was a man couldn't marry until he could prove that he could support a wife and family. Not a bad idea, really. <laughs> but the fact that Joseph had to have a business, he was a carpenter, and he had to be established in the community before he could take Mary as his wife. And so imagine this carpenter working with his hands and doing the building and the creating that he would do, dreaming of the day that he would finally be able to have a wife and a family and planning in his mind. You can imagine when he was out there working with wood how he would be planning what it was going to be like when someday he could have a family. Then he's told by his fiancée that she's pregnant. But don't worry, it's the child of God by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Think about it from a human standpoint. It's a human story. And so Joseph, it says, being a just man. He was a man of God, and he was a just man, and so his plan was that he would divorce her. The same word for breaking an engagement was used for the breaking of a marriage because it was a legal binding contract. He would divorce her quietly because the law was that any woman who was pregnant out of marriage was guilty of adultery and was to be stoned to death. 
Well, he didn't want that. He didn't want her embarrassed. He didn't want her family embarrassed. And so he decides to divorce her quietly. We don't know exactly what that means, but it implies sort of maybe sending her off with relatives someplace where she'd be out of the public eye. And then he has a dream. And an angel speaks to him in this dream. Now again, think about it. An angel speaks to you in a dream and says, don't worry. Don't worry to take Mary as your wife for the child is a fulfillment of prophecy. And the angel quotes for Joseph what we heard in the Old Testament lesson from Isaiah, for behold, a virgin will conceive and give birth to a child and you'll call him Emmanuel. And the angel says to Joseph in his dream, now this is it. This is the fulfillment of that prophecy. And Joseph, being a man of God, is my hero because he believes in God. He believes in the angel and the angel's words, and he takes her, trusts the angel, trusts God enough to take Mary to be his wife. It's not a romantic story. It's a faith story. Joseph, who believes and trusts God enough to believe the words of the angel. A just man, a man of God. But there's other things about the Christmas story that we forget. We romanticize. When we have children, as we had last Sunday, come forward, preschoolers come forward dressed as Mary and Joseph and all the characters, and they're so angelic up here in front. And it's so lovely. But we don't have the smells of the stable. We don't have the noise of the creatures. We don't have all of the natural things that there would be there in a stable. We have angelic children. But remember that the Christmas story is a human story. God becomes one of us. God sends his son to become human, both man and both God. True man and true God in our world of stinks and smells and noises and chaos. And so comes the Christ. The angel appears and talks to Joseph here in the dream, and, and Joseph believes the angel. Later on in Matthew chapter 2, the angel would appear again to Joseph in a dream and warn Joseph that Herod is now angry and is looking to kill the child and so warns Joseph to take Mary and to flee to Egypt out of Herod's reign. And then the angel comes back to Joseph again after Herod dies and the angel comes back to Joseph and says to Joseph, now it's okay, it's safe, you can go home. 
And so Matthew tells us that they then go to Nazareth to be home again because it's safe. Angels play a key role in the Christmas story. As they did in the Old Testament, we find angels appearing in a variety of places in the Old Testament where they bring the message of God to God's people. Jacob has a dream one night where he sees angels ascending and descending into heaven. Joseph, after being sold into slavery by his brothers, has a dream that his family, his brothers, will bow down to him. Angels appear to the shepherds and tell them of the birth of the child. Angels are God's messengers, bringing the good news of God's message to God's people. Today, we may not dream angels, although we might, but today the messengers of God's love to the world come from us. We, not just little children are angels, we are angels. We are the messengers carrying the good news of God's Son into our world. We are messengers when we pick up one of the cards at the door and give it to a neighbor or to a friend and invite them to come and worship with us for Christmas. We're an angel. We're a messenger. The beauty of the story is not a, not a, a heavenly story. It's an earthly story. It's a human story. Matthew tells us that Jesus came for all people. In Luke's story, which we'll hear next weekend, and the story of the birth of Christ, who comes to see the baby Jesus but shepherds? Where is Jesus born? He's born in Bethlehem, the city of David. He is born among the Jews. But in Matthew's account of Christmas and of the story of Jesus, the first visitors to the Jesus are not shepherds, but in Matthew's story, the first visitor to Jesus are Gentiles. They're the Magi. They're the wise men who come from the East. They are Gentiles. And so Matthew begins his gospel by telling us that Jesus comes not just for Jews, but for Gentiles, for all people. And at the end of Matthew's gospel, his last words to his disciples are, now you go, be messengers, you go and make disciples of all people baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. For Christ comes into the world of chaos for us, for all people. And Matthew emphasizes in the words of the angel to the Joseph that Christ's coming is all part of God's plan. From the very beginning, from the fall of Adam and Eve into sin we ha and they're, they're being exiled from the garden, God has a plan of what he's going to do. Through the prophets, those words of Isaiah in the Old Testament, behold, a virgin will conceive and give birth to a child and you'll call his name Emmanuel. God has a plan for his people. 
And God's plan is fulfilled through heroes like Joseph and Mary and you. Christ comes into the chaos of Joseph's life and disrupts his life. Christ comes into the chaos of Bethlehem when everything is upheaval and overcrowded and the streets are crowded and there's no room for him in the inn. And Christ comes into the chaos of your life and mine. Christ comes to disrupt at times to get our attention. The people of God were waiting for a Messiah and they waited and they waited and they waited and they waited and finally the time came that God fulfilled his promise, carried out his plan. So what about 2022? What about your life and my life as we prepare for Christmas? Christ comes in to disrupt my life and yours and point us again to Jesus. Christ comes into the chaos of our life and points us to the King, the Shepherd of Peace. Christ comes to the people of Ukraine in the midst of the chaos and the pain and the suffering of their lives. And think about it. They too, next weekend, will welcome the Christ who comes to bring peace to them in the midst of chaos. Christ comes this Christmas to families who will celebrate Christmas with an empty chair at the table because of loved ones who were killed by gun violence in our streets or in our schools. Christ comes to bring peace and to disrupt the chaos for families who mourn the loss of loved ones because of COVID this last year. Christ comes into a world where so often the words we hear are words of hatred, not love. They're words of despising not accepting, and Christ comes to bring peace in the midst of our chaos. It was about four years ago, pre-COVID is how I time everything these days, it's pre-COVID and after COVID, but it was about four years ago that Linda and I made a trip to New York City this week, the week before Christmas. We went to New York City because we wanted, of course, to see the tree. And we wanted to see the lights, and we wanted to see the windows at Macy's, and we wanted to see all of the activity and the beauty of New York City at Christmas time. And so, of course, we had to go to Rockefeller Center and see the Rockettes. You don't go to New York at Christmas time and not see the Rockettes. And in the midst of the dancing and the music and all of the beauty of Rockefeller Center and the Rockettes, all of a sudden there was a stop. Everything came to a stop. And all of a sudden, 
became one of the most beautiful portrayals of the Christmas story, all of the Christmas story from Luke chapter 2, there in Rockefeller Center, in the midst of all the lights, in the midst of all of the activity, Christ came to bring peace and a message of joy in the midst of chaos. And so it is. Christ came and disrupted Joseph and changed all of his plans, and eventually Joseph will learn that those plans were the plan of God. And so he comes into your life and to my life this week, calming us if necessary, encouraging us where necessary, and being peace to God's people on earth. May the coming of Christ this week disrupt your life for the glory of God, like my hero, Joseph. God bless you. Amen.